Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. someone and you instantly hit it off you are like you are the friend that I've been looking for my whole life well that is what I felt like when I met my friend Christy Clover we met at homeschool conference she came up I think she probably said hi I'm Christy she probably started asking me questions she probably got super excited about one of my books I think it was prayers to change history I think right away she started pulling people over to my booth because she was so excited and sharing the book with them. Yeah, that's the type of person Christy is. She's a bum, bumble, a bundle of energy, a bumble maybe sometimes too, a bundle of energy. And she is such a joy. Um, she is probably the person that I chat with the most over Voxer. We talk about all sorts of things. Um, so it is so fun to have her on today's podcast. Christy and I wrote a book called Homeschooling Basics that we'll be talking a little bit about in this podcast, but we are going to talk mostly about emotions. And both of us are homeschooling moms, which means we have our kids at home all day long, Monday through Friday, on weekends, in the morning, (laughs) at dinner. We are surrounded with our kids. And you can imagine when you have kids around all the time, there is a lot of emotions. And, you know, when we first started homeschooling, um, our kids had to go to public school. Uh, the, the kids that we adopted had to go to public school. And that was the first experience that I had with kids in the public school. But it was a sort of break from the emotions of the day. And then they would wrap up all again in the evening. But with homeschooling, it has been different. They're here all day. They we have to deal with in the moment. We can't just skip on to math if someone's still really super upset about the way their sister looked at them five minutes before. So Christy and I are going to be talking about emotions today. We're going to be talking about the highs and the lows and things that we've learned and things that we've discovered. Yeah, and she even spills something super funny and slash embarrassing at the end of the podcast, which just makes me laugh because that is such a Christy thing and I just love her so much. So I just know that you're going to enjoy this episode with Christy Clover. Well, Christy Clover, welcome to Walk It Out. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. And we've already been chatting for a while. So, I know. Because we just get on the phone and we just start chatting. So this is fun. I'm like, oh, we should probably actually do the podcast now. Oh, but why? No, <laughs> no we'll just let everybody else listen to the conversation we're having, really. That's true. <laughs> so before um, we start talking about today's topic, I would just love for people who may not be familiar with you, just give us a little bit of introduction about you and your work and your family. Awesome. Well, my name is Christy Clover, as you already mentioned, and I am a homeschooling mom of five. And Steve and I are actually going on 21 years uh, this 
like this month. So I'm super excited. And so married, five kids, homeschool, and on, you know, in all of my spare time, (laughs) I am also an author and I've wrote a wonderful book on homeschooling with this other awesome author named Trisha Goyer. Wow. (laughs) Basics. And I just turned in my manuscript for a new book and that's all on home organization. And aside from that, I do everything from YouTube videos to podcasting. Um, I have a podcast called the Simply Joyful Podcast, but really it's just trying to wrangle all the kids around the house most of the time and trying to keep up with life. So you know, just life in general keeps me busy. <laughs> exactly. And every once in a while, we're able to like fly off to a homeschool <laughs> conference and meet up for a couple of days and hang out and then have to leave again and go back to our families. I know. It's always so crazy to go like a whole day of just talking to an adult because <laughs> I'm not used to that. So I'm like, hey, look at all the adults surrounding me and adults are asking me questions. Wow. I love it. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, today we are going to be talking about, well, I have my new book out, Calming Angry Kids. And, you know, part of homeschooling, we've both been homeschooling a while. And part of homeschooling not only is educating our kids, but we are still parenting them and dealing with emotions. So just in general, I mean, was it surprising to you all the emotions involved with homeschooling or was it something that you kind of anticipated? You know, we pulled our kids out of public school when they were just in kindergarten and first. And I, so we had always, always kind of been planning on homeschooling. So I don't think I was entirely surprised because the kids had been with us, you know, for so much time ahead of, ahead of that time. I think what surprised me the most was just the, the attitude adjustments that you have to make, like, yes, we are staying home and yet, no, you can't do that. (laughs) And, you know, getting them into the flow of things and some of the bad habits they'd already picked up when they were in public school. Like my oldest, one of the interesting things with him is he was getting really frustrated when I was actually giving him challenging work because he was so used to just cruising through and doing what they had, but he actually needed more challenging work for him. And then the flip for my other son was that I needed to actually slow things down and get it to the type of learner that he was because he was just falling apart at school because he, well, not falling, he was doing well, but he's such a social kinesthetic learner that it just wasn't a great environment for him. So it was great bringing them home, but at the same time, I'm trying like, I guess that what I like to tell people is that with homeschooling, it forces you to get on top of all those parenting issues. So any of the emotions that were involved, I guess I kind of tacked them (laughs) to like, put my parenting hat on (laughs) along with the teaching hat. Yeah. And and so true because I mean, you know, you're dealing with the sibling stuff during the day and the maybe disrespect to parents or whatever, you know, out after school, but now it's like all day long. So now it's across the table, like stop looking at me. At least this is my, I'm, I'm going from experience here at my house. Maybe it's not the same at your house, but she's touching me or how come she gets fat and I don't and all the things. Oh, yeah. I mean, just this afternoon, we were having an argument over yogurt, you know, at lunchtime, like, that's my yogurt. No, it's mine. And it's, you know, I think that's just normal life. It's just that we get to deal with it 24 seven. So it I mean, it really is. It's it's the opportunity to get on top of character. And I think it was I forget which speaker it was at this one. I remember it was a mom. It must have been a homeschool organization um, conference because they were saying that sometimes when you are 
trying to teach math, you're actually teaching character instead because you have to actually take those emotions. So I think that is actually one of the things I love is that it's an opportunity for me to work on character. And some days we just don't get to the curriculum or to the plan because there are real needs. There's real emotions and real life happening. Sometimes somebody's been hurt and we have to deal with that. And other times it is a sibling situation. <laughs> so we have to take a little time and mend those bridges. And And there's other times when I have thrown a tantrum and I <laughs> need to slow down and calm down and manage my own, you know, issues and my own emotions before trying to help the kids with anything. Yeah. And I you know those tantrums, you, you mentioned the the parent teacher tantrums. Yeah. I realize my angry day is Fridays um, <laughs> because it's been, and I'm like taking note of this when I wake up on Friday, like I will pray about it and work on it because we've been going all week and, you know, I mean, stuff just gets left out and there's beads on the floor from the day before. And then Thursday nights, I lead my teen mom support group. So I'm gone till late. So I'm exhausted by the time I get home, but the kids in bed. So by the time I wake up on Friday, the house is like a mess. <laughs> it's just piled up. And I like wake up and I'm less like the house is a mess. And the kids are, you know, by that time, aren't as eager to get up in the morning because they're getting tired from the week and they're cranky and I'm cranky. And I just realized like, it's a Friday thing where usually like, thank goodness it's Friday for us. It's like, oh no, it's Friday. Everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so you start doing the little mantra in your head. It's, it's Friday. It's Friday. Almost done. Almost done. <laughs> yeah. So I've really had to like think ahead of time, like, okay, it's Friday. I know the house is a mess. Like it's just going to be a mess. And so sometimes I ignore it. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we're just going to spend an hour cleaning up the house before we sit down in school. And that's important too. Like that's whole part of the whole process. So do you have like any things that you've noticed kind of are triggers maybe for anger for you or your kids? You know, I would say the biggest trigger for me is going too many days without slowing down in the morning to get a quiet time in. I really, I mean, I'm just one of those people where God likes to remind me of how dependent upon him I am for any kind of goodness <laughs> to to come out of me. And so that's what I find is that usually the mornings I have a moment where, you know, I snap or I say something that I shouldn't have and I have to apologize for it. I usually, you know, stand there after it's done and after I've apologized going, oh, right. It's been like two or three days since I really had time to truly sit and be in the word and pray. And I think that's one of the things that gets me the most is sometimes I'll have that quick moment to go read a Proverbs and, you know, I'm just trying to get that time in, but it's when I can sit and really devour God's word and pray, like really pray more than just, I mean, and as a mom, like sometimes it's all, all you can, <laughs> you, you get what you get, <laughs> but I just find I do much better when I've had that time in the morning and just we've had such a busy season that I have not been as diligent at getting that done in the morning because when I wake up, there's all this other stuff to you know that needs to get done. And my five-year-old has decided that she wants to come downstairs and cuddle and I don't want to like say no to cuddles. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so just trying to find a little better balance because there's always a, a new season. But that's really, truly my trigger. With my kids, I find that their moments when they're short with each other is always if life is being too busy. And when I, when my husband, well, when my husband travels, it's another time I know that emotions are just going to be high because they miss him. 
And also when I just haven't done as good of a job, see, I'm like confessing all these things, but when I haven't done as good of a job as just sitting and being with them and really engaging with them a little bit of one-on-one time, I just, I, not that they're purposely doing it, but I do know that they're probably just somewhat acting out because they need attention. And so they, they are acting out in a manner of getting the wrong kind of attention. But that is often what I find that some of my kids tend to do. Right. And I totally agree. And I think we do. I mean, we have our checklist of, okay, we have our homeschool to do. We have our house to clean. We have work usually after we're done homeschooling to do. And so it is, um, I get so like in robot mode, like going through the motions, going through the motions. And yeah, just yesterday, it's the same thing. I had a, a, one of my little kids was just acting up. And I know when she gets like this, she really wants attention like cuddling and and so we were at therapy the other kids were in the office and I just sat there like cuddled with her for like an hour and I had brought my laptop I was gonna answer emails you know and I just know that she didn't need that and she did she did much better um afterwards after we were able to just have that cuddle time she just was totally content just laying there her head on my chest cuddling um, and I could totally see, and then the same with my bigger kids, you know, when they're acting out, I mean, they don't want to come sit on my lap and cuddle, but they want me to sit down and like watch their silly YouTube videos that they like to watch <laughs> about the cats falling off the roof or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> or just like give them the attention that yes, I'm present with you. Um, and yeah, so that I really, really noticed that it is. And, you know, we think because we're here all day. And we, you know, they have all this attention. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, they not feel, may not feel like they're getting the attention because we're, yes, we're there here and we're homeschooling them, but we're kind of, you know, just kind of going through the motions instead of connecting with them individually. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like 10 million different demands on our attention throughout the day. I mean, every mom, regardless of how they're, you know, how whether they have little kids at home or whether they have kids in a, you know, a, a school that takes them out of the home. I mean, we all have these demands on us. And so it's very difficult to make sure that we're really engaging with each child. And we have to be really intentional with that. And it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone's angry. And we're like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we've had moments too, where um, especially after we brought some of our older adopted kids home where anger would be so explosive that it's, you know, it's disrupting homeschool. So here I am having to stop reading or stop whatever we're doing to go deal with an angry child in the moment. And that was, you know, super destructive, (laughs) get the right word out. Um, But I think one thing that really encouraged me to do is spend more time with them in God's word. I mean, we were doing little devotions and that sort of thing, but no, let's, we're going to spend more time like talking about the fruit of the spirit. And yes, we cannot, you know, have all the strength on our own, but God provides it. And so really just that has made me slow down and spend more time like Bible study and prayer with my kids. Um, Cause I know like that's the tools that they need for, to be able to just cope with life in general, but you know, just cope with homeschooling, whatever they need to know God's word and they need to be prepared and know how to handle when they're angry. And it's so funny. I remember one day, one of the older girls is like, this is stupid. We've been reading the Bible and doing this for an hour. How is this going to help me in my future? We need to get to math. And I'm like, actually, this is going to help 
you more than anything. Like, yes, math is going to help you. And yes, grammar is going to help you. But like, you need this, I need this. And now, you know, we don't have that type of arguments. And I have seen it has made a huge difference when I take that time and like pour God's words into them. Oh, yeah. We just changed up our devotion time because we were finding that everybody's getting tired or, you know, kind of cranky towards the end because we were doing it like after we put the girls down. So now what we've started doing is we moved it up like significantly up. So we're starting our devotion time at about seven o'clock and we try to do it every night. There's always, you know, situations that pop up here and there. But when we do, we sit down and we started having our older boys lead worship. And it's just been this really neat time, but just getting, and the girls are in there too. And we're going through Romans, like (laughs) we're dissecting (laughs) Romans and they don't fully understand all the different elements. But what was really cute was last night, um, Steve, my husband, he was mentioning that, you know, we've all sinned because we were talking through that. And so we've all sinned and how we've all been enemies of God. And little Caitlin, who's five, her eyes got all big and she's like, all of us. So I had to interrupt you because I don't think he heard her at first. I'm like, I have to answer it. Caitlin. So I'm like, yes, we've all, <laughs> we've all sinned and, you know, but we know that God loves us. And so it was just a neat time, but I'm finding that that's even changing when we're consistent with coming together as a family for prayer and for getting in the word it's helped as well. So that those are all just those little things. But, you know, one thing when you were talking that made me remember what I like to encourage people (laughs) and encourage myself in this is that when we do have life happening and emotions or, you know, whether it's anger issues or we're mourning, we've had a few deaths in our family uh, somewhat recently. And, you know, whatever is happening in life, you know, your kids are seeing that and that is beauty is that they're seeing God at work in your life and how you're responding. And, you know, when you, when, you know, maybe one of your kiddos who's not having the anger issue at that moment is watching how you're dealing with that angry sibling and, you know, getting to see what God's love and action looks like. And so I think it's beautiful. Um, but I mean, you guys are doing such a phenomenal job because I've gotten to watch it firsthand. I've been in your house and out to dinner with your family. So I love your family. So it's been neat to see just the changes, even from the first time I met them. And then a year later when I got to see everybody again. Yeah. And it is amazing. And, you know, it helps me. I mean, I love, thank you for hearing that. Because sometimes I think, why are we still dealing with the same things over and over. But, you know, sometimes um, one of the things that I, that one of the therapists tell, told me was some of the things that they're angry about has nothing to do with anything that's happening in the moment. So, yeah, actually one story that I had in the book is we were all sitting around the table after dinner and we were talking about like the first books that we remember reading. And um, we were talking like John said, like Rat the Cat. And I was like Harold and the Purple Crayon. So we were just like, it was a very lighthearted conversation. And one of the um, middle girls said something about like, oh, she thinks she just started with like Junie B. Jones because she was an early reader. And one of the other girls got so angry and like, she's like, how come you said that? And got up and left the table. And we're just like shocked, like what's going on? And so I was able to go and and talk to her 
And she had was in special reading classes. She was dyslexic. She had a hard time reading. And so just her sister saying like she was an early reader, just even though her sister was not directing anything to her, it just brought all these feelings of shame that she was teased at school when all the kids were going to their reading classes. She had to leave her classroom and go to special special ed type classes. And she was just like so hurt and heartbroken because of that. And it made me realize like that there was nothing in the moment that could should have made her mad. Like we were just having this super lighthearted conversation. But when we started talking and her sister had mentioned that she was an early reader, it just like brought up all that pain and anger. And I think um, you mentioned, you know, mourning and, um, you know, losing family members. I mean, sometimes if there's big storms or traumatic things happening or they catch something on the news, I mean, there's so many things going on kids' hearts and minds that we have no idea what is really causing it. And all of a sudden we're like, why are you exploding? And then, you know, for them to just go to them, it's like, what's going on? And then we're able to help our kids do that. But I think sometimes, you know, we think like, we don't know where these things are coming from, but it's often things in the past or things that they're struggling with, you know, maybe even a year or two after grandpa died or, you know, something that is really hard for them. Oh, we had one of our kiddos in tears the other night because, I mean, my father-in-law passed away you know, it's been two years now. We just celebrated, um, you know, the two-year anniversary. And one of my kiddos just got totally choked up the other night. And it was just, you know, you never know where those little tiny scars are that you're going to tap into. You know, maybe we use some phrase that, you know, granddad used to use and it triggered that and kind of kept it fresh in his mind. So later on it came out. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's, what I have to remind myself of, my kids are no different than me from the standpoint of Steve and I could be having an argument and I f- walk away feeling extraordinarily hurt. And then when I really examine it, he did nothing wrong. I'm hurt because of something that happened in my past. And so same with the kids is that it doesn't always necessarily have to go far back to a, a past, but it could be something that happened earlier that day or that week. And yeah, and the, you know, the jealousy thing I think is at, a, at the root of a lot of the sibling rivalry and a lot of that anger that kids demonstrate, especially when there are strengths that get praised more than others. And so that's one of the things that Steve and I try to be really intentional in is looking for unique strengths in our kids and trying to draw that out of them and praise them for those. But it never fails that if one kid, maybe one kid wants, (laughs) wants the other strength. (laughs) So it's just hard, but it is, there's so many things that can just be catalysts to, to draw out this anger that's just kind of waiting there. Yeah. And I do think in big families, it's even more, I mean, we both kind of, you know, have big families and there is, there's a lot of people to compare themselves to. There's a lot of attentions that their siblings give. I know sometimes the older kids will give, be giving them attention for something, doing activities or whatever. And the younger kids are like, uh, when are we getting our turn? And they're mad, you know? So do you see that in your family too? Oh my word. Yes. <laughs> Totally, because my girls, they're our youngest, and they just demand a lot of attention. And so I try to be mindful with my younger kids to make sure I'm giving them the attention because they're also the ones that can go spiraling out of control and be really emotional (laughs) very quickly. And so trying to make sure I'm giving them attention, but then my sweet teens are so self-sufficient and, you know, they tend like my oldest loves to read and my, you know, my 
so he's 16 and my almost 15 year old, he loves to go and just like put headphones on and sit at the piano. And so, you know, they, they nest that, that they're isolating themselves, but they're easy to miss. <laughs> so I have to be so intentional about spending time with them. And yet every once in a while, I remind myself, I'm like, you know what? When they were little, they had it good. <laughs> it was just the two of them for so long. And we did so many special things. So it's tough. And it, I think when I see my kids getting angry or frustrated, it also draws out guilt in me that I have to make sure I'm managing because sometimes I start parenting from guilt and I have to make sure that I'm actually tackling the issue and not my own issues. And that's too easy to do. Okay. Well, you need to expand on that because that is so good. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot just, you cannot just throw it out because, okay, explain. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I just like, this is so good. So explain a little bit more about that. Well, I find that when my kids are getting angry or when they're frustrated or when we're just kind of going through a season where they need they need me to focus on what their issues are specifically, but I often get wrapped up in feeling guilty. I'm not good enough. I'm not parenting enough. I'm not spending enough time with them. I'm not. So I go into the I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mode versus looking at the truth and really looking at the fact that, you know what? I love these kids and I pour out a ton of love to each and every one of my kids. So speaking truth into the lies that I think the enemy's trying to stuff in my head as a mom and then parenting from not the guilt, which is to, usually to try to like pacify and make them happy in the moment. And sure, we'll go. It's like the, you know, sure, go ahead, stop crying. Here's some ice cream. Will you stop <laughs> crying for ice cream? It's kind of like that type of parenting that I find that I can get into when I'm going through a bad mommy guilt phase versus ice cream is probably not going to be the best thing for them. What they really need is, you know, t- you know, these, the, these particular scriptures, they need some time of us getting alone and going and pray. Maybe we, I do need to take them out for a date. And it's been too long since we spend one-on-one time together. And we really ask the tough questions. So I, I have to make sure that I am coming at their issues with the right mindset. Yeah, that is so good. All of that is so good. And I think, you know, for me, a lot of sometimes the guilt will be, um, especially I'll even get it from the younger kids. Like when there's conflict with older kids, it's like, why did you have to adopt them? uh, But usually, I mean, that's like 5%. The 95% is they love their older siblings and they do fun stuff together. You know what I mean? But in those moments, it's like, oh my goodness, you're right. I brought so much conflict in the home. But just realizing like we are so thankful, like this is our family and this is the one God designed, you know, that sort of thing. But, but I mean, it is true. Or why are you working? You know, we both just had book deadlines and it's right. a lot of hours <laughs> sitting in front of the computer. So I will remind them, uh, remember that cruise you went on last month? <laughs> like part of the money I get from writing paid for this cruise. So, you know, there's mommy works just like daddy works. It just looks different. And so I think sometimes it is just explaining to our kids like what is going on or letting them know, you know, sometimes I'll say, okay, for the next three days, mommy's going to be working a lot. But after that, we're going to have a barbecue. We're going to celebrate. We're going to go to frozen yogurt. You know, next week, mom doesn't have to spend hours at the computer, just letting them know kind of ahead of time what to expect. So they, you know, instead of every day, like you're on the computer again. (laughs) I know. Oh my goodness. It's so hard. Well, it's funny with my deadline is that I turned the book in and here I thought, oh, we're going to go celebrate. I literally like crashed. <laughs> I was so tired. I went to bed at 7.30 that night and just went to sleep. And like we, everybody was excited, but I think like the excitement had been just like kind of 
we, we've been celebrating a lot of the little things. And so we still have to do some big celebration. But I think the biggest one will be when the book is actually in our hands. But yeah, it is tough when you are juggling different things. And I find that even if moms don't work, you know, or do some sort of a side business or a side hobby that makes their time. We all fill our times with something. I actually find that my friends, like, you know, you and I have a large family, but I find my friends that have one child are sometimes the busiest and they have got so much going on. And so we, we're all filling our times some way or another. It's just trying to make sure we're managing that along with blessing our family. Yeah. And getting to when we get tired and when we get stressed and overwhelmed and do have those busy schedules, that's another thing that leads to anger because you know everyone's tired and everyone's snippy with each other. And um, you know, those types of things. And I, I think it just is helpful to remind ourselves that like, okay, they're tired right now. I'm going to give them a little grace. I'm going to give each other a little grace because that's one of the things I always say when we're tired of disappointment, that's when it's easiest for that anger to come out. And um, just realizing that and helping our kids like be aware of these things. So as we're dealing with them, just it's this part of homeschooling, it's part of teaching, it's part of training our kids, getting them aware of emotions and, and what's going on on the inside just as well as everything else. Oh, yeah. And I think teaching kids what emotions look like is really important as well. So some, especially when I ha- I'm working with my little kids, it sounds like working with, but you know, when I'm, when I'm hanging out with my little kids, when I see emotions starting to bubble up, I try to put a word to it um, so that they can, so it helped them you know, to understand what they're feeling. And I still, I still love it because I think all of my kids have, have mispronounced frustration, frustrated. <laughs> it was always like frustrated. Yeah. And so anytime the kids are frustrated and they're like, I'm frustrated. It was like so hard because I'm trying not to laugh because it's adorable. And yet I'm <laughs> no. like, sorry, you're frustrated right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got flustrated too. I'm flustrated. Oh, that is so cute. I know. And, you know, and it's totally different. I mean, my, my poor teenage boys, um, and I'll do the same thing with my girls, but when I find that they're getting just like more emotional than normal or, or just, you know, more intense about something that normally they wouldn't be intense about, I just remind, I mean, again, parents listening in, you get this, but I just remind them, I'm like, you know what? your body's going through a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling you are having a massive dose of testosterone hitting your system. This is their, their poor science major moms. (laughs) And they're like, mom. And I'm like, I'm just being honest. I'm like, why don't you just go, you know, work out or go for a run or go play basketball or go do something. And then they'll always come back and they feel so much better. And we can have a clear conversation. They're like, yeah, sorry. I was really intense. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of crazy. But I mean, my husband was doing some research on something. He's like, do you know, like how big when they have, when, when teenagers have, whether it's, you know, estrogen or testosterone, but when they have these big swings of these hormones, I mean, it's massive. Like it's really big. So I don't even know how they don't just explode when that happens. Cause <laughs> I mean, I, try to remember back when I was a teenager and I remember being really emotional, but it is, you mean, there's a physiological change happening in all of our kids as they're getting older as well, that I try to keep that in mind and try to separate, you know, again, I have boys, I know you are, have a house full of girls. (laughs) 
and hormones oh for sure my word but before before we move on the girl hormones my friend told me the same thing when boys are are doing like you just tell there's the hormones or dream emotions what you said is to get them active like get their body moving and that really really helps them um for my girls it's like go to your room (laughs) take a bath (laughs) like you just get them away from people that is (laughs) so funny and then we had we had four teens in the house maria's at college now so we have three um but yeah it's like all these hormones you just sometimes my husband and i look at each other because we're in, we know like this is not gonna be pretty there's just too much hormones going on and there's no there's nothing you could say to them i mean really and i i know when i have those hormones or just too it's like everything is wrong in the world at this moment right i know it's so difficult and Man, it it's so difficult. And I have to share. <laughs> I hope it's okay. I'm sharing something about you. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I will never forget. It was I don't remember how how far it was after you had adopted the girls, but you sent me this text of this picture you took at the grocery store and you're like, we're all cycling at the same time. Not, <laughs> and it was yeah. this picture of this grocery cart full of like pads and tampons. And I was like, oh, my goodness, to have that many emotions all at the same time is crazy. I don't know if boys work like that, but I know girls do. They do. And John will look at the calendar and like, okay, everyone just needs to go take a bath and go to bed early. <laughs> like he's like, there's nothing we could do to solve this right now. Put a little sleep with some Seattle on or something. Yeah. <laughs> all emotional, you know, little crying moments. <laughs> yes. And it just goes all these factors. And I told John, I'm like, can we just have one day without big emotions? And he's like, we have eight kids at the house right now. I don't think we're going to go through one day. Well, you'll get that one day. It'll be much further down the road. But it'll come. Actually, today's been pretty good. I better. (laughs) Don't say that out loud. I'm going for today. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I think we've covered everything. That has to do with emotions and homeschooling and life and family and even the picture that I sent you. Right? See, I'm just pulling it all together. I know. So basically, we just summed up like three chapters in uh, my book just in this conversation. I love it. It's perfect. (laughs) Well, I'm just so excited and proud of you for writing this book because I know it is just, oh, it has been such an honor to get to follow you on this journey. And we met right after, I mean, your adoption was not even, you know, legal yet or, you know, official yet. We, you had just brought them home. And so it's been neat to just, I don't have any comparison of what life was like before you had, you know, foster kids and all these adopted kids. So it's been neat to watch this transition and to get to, you know, I've gotten to pray with you over things and pray for those kiddos and, and it's been an honor to watch that. But at the same time, I'm just so proud. I'm proud of you for writing Walk It Out because that was truly your story. And I'm just so proud of you for talking about the reality of what you've had in your house all these years uh, with all of these foster kids, because it really is. I mean, these kids come from an area of hurt. And when you decided to bring, you know, four not babies home. You brought home four older girls. I mean, you're, you brought home all of that emotion. So I can only imagine, you know, all of the practice you've had yeah. <laughs> getting to apply all these techniques. So that's I'm what we're just talking about. We're calling it practice. Practice. <laughs> it's, really, 
That's right. Practice. It's so funny because after um, I had printed up uh, the manuscript of Calming Angry Kids after like we went, I went through it with the editor. So it's om- you know the almost version. And I had the girls read it just to make sure, like, is there anything I need to take out or um, any stories? And they were just like so moved like mom I didn't realize you were going through that or um they were just so overwhelmed I, I got tons of hugs like mom I can't believe thank you so much and all the, in fact the other day they started reading the book again because it's like come in now and so then again I get more hugs <laughs> I'm like this is worth it but the funny thing is one of the girls goes well you're welcome <laughs> I'm like, what she's like if you didn't have us you wouldn't have this book to write <laughs> like okay so exactly practice so, yeah practice <laughs> oh my goodness uh, but I'm just thankful I'm thankful for you know I mean God has grown me so much in the processes which you know I, I'm thankful for too I always tell the three older kids I'm like you know I never thought I was an angry mom until I got all these younger kids with all these problems so yeah, but it's it's good. God has definitely shown me how to have self-control and how to deal with anger and not get angry myself. So it's been a growing process for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, Christy, I am just so thankful for you being on and us talking about this and you sharing your experiences and sharing your heart. Um, for those who would love to find out more about you, where can they go to find you online? Well, I am at Christy Clover pretty much everywhere. So on social media, I actually love Instagram. It's probably my favorite place to be. I love doing Insta stories. Um, But I have a website at christyclover.com and that is where everything is pretty much linked over there. So the podcast can be found there. Any YouTube videos are usually linked over there as well. So everything I do is pretty much there. Yeah, I like watching little Insta stories or your little live videos or I mean, it's so fun. I know. I actually am trying to talk myself into doing some really like fun YouTube live videos, which I haven't done a lot of those. So we're going to we're going to see if I can get that started up again. Yay. Well, it's always fun connecting with you. And I just thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. I love it. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, what did you think of that? Now, truly, it was almost like you guys were just listening in on some of the conversations that Christy and I have on a daily basis talking about homeschooling and talking about kids, boys, girls, all the funny things. So I just hope that somehow you were able to find some encouragement in that and be sure to check out Christy. She's just doing so many amazing things. Check out our book, Homeschool Basics, and there'll be links to that in the show notes. Also, Christy just finished a book and I'm super excited. I know um, we'll have to have her on next year when that book releases. It's our first book. So yay, Christy. And now today's Walk It Out First is Proverbs 22.6. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And that is just my encouragement um, as we're doing the hard stuff, dealing with the emotions, dealing with the hard stuff of everyday life with our kids, that it will be for a purpose. They will remember those things, even when they're old, even when we're gone, that those foundations that, that we gave them will be there for them. And let me just pray for you today. Lord, so many times it's so hard dealing with all the emotions that come with parenting, whether we're homeschooling, whether we have kids in public school, private school, whether we don't have kids. I mean, there's so many things that bring emotions. And I pray, Lord, that you will just help us, you will guide us, and you will 
change us in the middle of the process as we try to help our kids. I thank you for Christy. I thank you for the joy that she has been in my life. And I pray for my listeners today that they may be encouraged. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out the show notes at walkitoutpodcast.com. You'll have links to Christy and all her wonderful resources and information about calming angry kids. This is part three of the calming angry kids series. So on this podcast, um, on the show notes, you're going to find a link to the first chapter of calming angry kids. You're going to find information about the podcast series that I'm doing that's absolutely free and other fun, fun stuff. So be sure to click over to those show notes and get information about that. And Also, be sure to give some love to my publisher, which is David C. Cook Publishing. They've been an amazing publisher. They're the publisher of my books, both Walk It Out and Calming Angry Kids. And all that they do goes to support spreading God's word in over 100 countries. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in. And I pray that you will be blessed. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music.